This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Jim and Tom. And uh, this episode, we're, we're talking Netflix again because it seems like Netflix is uh, really saving the summer. And saving the quarantine. Yeah, the next few episodes are going to be Netflix, I believe. We got this one, uh, The Umbrella Academy, Lucifer. Uh, there's going to be a ton of stuff. And eventually, maybe by 2022, we'll be able to talk The New Mutants. <laughs> maybe. Because I know AMC is open in their theaters, but I don't think Jersey's going to allow it, regardless if it's 15 cents a ticket. Yeah, and it was like 15 cents a ticket. Uh, they had to follow certain pacing. Something, something, something. So yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. It'd be cool. I, I know this is a very uh, local reference, but the Vineland drive-through. If they ever put New Mutants there, uh, that would be yeah. our chance. That would be honestly the only chance we could see New Mutants until it comes out on VOD, which is, uh, I guess, you know, something we've waited for for years. So I guess we're gonna have to wait a little longer. <laughs> but I don't mind it. I mean. Uh, yeah, we, we see a lot of movies and we like going to the movies, but, uh, it hasn't been as horrible as we, as I thought it was going to be, yeah. uh, not seeing new stuff. Uh, it, it sucks that we don't, we can't get a, a lock on, on dates and times and all that, but it is what it is. And it has, it, yeah. I mean, streaming services ha- have made it a little easier for us. So yeah, they really have. And I think the first movie that like theater movie that we're going to be able to talk about is uh, Bill and Ted, which is exciting. Yeah. So everything ha- happens for a reason. But this main episode, uh, you know, Tom, but the listeners don't. We're going to be talking a Netflix movie called Project Power, starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Rodrigo Santoro, and Dominique Fishback. But before that, we've been gone for a week as per Galaxy uh, Wars rules. We need to talk about what we watched uh, over the past week. So... Do you want to start? Because I, I got a list. I don't know how long your list is, but mine's pretty long. I went back and I watched, um, you know, a few things that I, I, I haven't seen before. But um, uh, I watched a, sh- a movie called Gundala, mm-hmm. and it's an Indonesian movie. And the weird part is it, it, it was completely unrelated to Project Power. Project Power, for me, came out of nowhere. Um but it's uh, very much on the same in the same vein as Project Power. There's a few differences. Uh, it actually has a kind of a deeper story set up for sequels. It's Indonesian. It's got a the main bad guy from the raid. I don't know. If, remember when he fought the guy in the kitchen? The guy uh-huh. that had the two. He was in it. Okay. Uh, I, I love that guy. He does all the choreography for pretty much every Indonesian film out there. It, it, it's a, like a, a super suit type of, like a found super suit type of thing, but uh, uh, it was pretty good. And um, the story's pretty good, and, and uh, I think it's got a, a, you know, a sequel built into it. And they, you know, all those stuff, as long as the action is is you know fantastic they get sequels over here so and i've been watching a lot of youtube other than that so youtube rabbit holes the 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 golden content uh i'm sure i'm sure they're your rabbit holes are ridiculous so i'm sure they've got to be uh 
out there? I'll tell you the truth. Uh, not as much. I because. Um, which has become tradition, and I think we'll talk a little bit, a bit about it later. Um, whenever my girlfriend leaves, I play, I play board games, but yeah. like solo board games, and they're big, so I can't have my daughter here, and I, my girlfriend has zero interest, and nobody else wants to play them. So they're usually huge games, and I, I just don't have the space or the patience, or nobody else has the patience just to let me play them. So. Whenever she's gone with the family, with my daughter, I sit and I play them for a couple hours a day. So uh, it's a lot of it was a lot of board game videos and tutorials and stuff like that. And then I go down the rabbit hole of watching tabletop with uh, Will Wheaton. So okay, um, that's kind of stuff I've been doing. Not What's as the- crazy as it used to be. No, not uh, Indian fight or fitness clubs. <laughs> No. Although I'm halfway through the book, so I'm I'm coming for you, <laughs> summer 2021. Uh, what's the game called? Like, what what's the premise of the game that you're playing? Uh, it's called Zombie Side. I think it's a couple years old. It might be like three, four years old now. But um, it's Zombie Side Black Plague, and it, it it's the zombie genre, um, which is you know maybe tired played out. It's played out across the, the board and everything, games, movies, real life. Um, real life uh but they make they made other ones chapter one chapter two and it's their modern time they have a really good good rule set but they put this in the middle uh middle ages with and they use basically like uh fantasy tropes like D &D tropes the the elf the the dwarf the barbarian uh, archer uh, wizard stuff like that so uh, and and they made the creator of the zombies a necromancer. Okay. So, nice. Um, yeah, they're 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 zombies, but you know, it's they're the undead that he raised from the. So, um, the game's really cool. Uh, it does take a while. It does have really good like solitary gameplay, and that's why I like it. Nice. We're yeah. I mean. We're teasing it, but we're getting into we're going to be getting into the the RPG board games uh, in the near future for our Patreon. Yeah, uh, very well. I say near future, but the main game that we want to play comes out in twenty twenty one. So right, right. We're gonna, uh, we're, we'll have some rough what, drafts, which I think uh, you know, not rough drafts. I think we should just do one shots. Um, yeah, I think that's the way we should do it. One shots. There's there's a million different you know, one day plays, one shots, or get into something and play and, you know, give ourselves a time limit, you know, until the uh, the game that we really want to play comes out. So, um, uh, I, you know, that's something we're going to have to talk about, but I, I think that's the way – look, me and you have never really – I play board games, but I've never played – I've never played D&D. So yeah. I, we, we've both read a lot and we both – own a lot of the books and stuff like that but we've never played it so well it'll the, be different to play an rpg yeah the the time is coming um and that's just a small <laughs> portion of the patreon stuff yeah. and we're not going to get into that because that's behind the scenes and that's a big surprise and a big unveil um i told you my list was long and uh because i'm still not working thank you to my wonderful job i've been able to stream a lot of content so i saw let's see two movies two series an audiobook and I'm rewatching a series, so I'll start with the movies because they're a little more topical. Uh, I'm wa- I saw the Tax Collector. 
Oh yeah, how was that? So it's a it's David Ayers at his best. Um, so it's right. it's it's everything that every trope that he puts in every single movie, just with yeah. uh, a Latino gang and Shia LaBeouf. I heard Shia LaBeouf got a he got tattooed for it. Yeah, um, and crazy part is, uh, and this might this is a spoiler. Uh, you see the tattoo once. <laughs> Like just well, that's what he did for when he knocked his tooth out and stuff like that yeah. for uh, Fury. I mean, he just his brain is is sort of broken in those cases where he needs to prove his worth to something or you know what I mean like yeah. I'll tell you though, I, I really liked it. It was it was a fun movie, it, fun in the sense of that it was like balls to the wall violence. Uh, George okay. Lo- George Lopez is in it and he's uh, mm-hmm. yeah not the George Lopez that we're used to seeing on the sitcoms. And then okay. um, Bobby Soto's in it. He's like the lead. I thought Shia LaBeouf was going to be the lead, but it's kind of like a Tom and Jerry role where Bobby Soto okay. is Tom and uh, Shia LaBeouf is Jerry, who plays Creeper. Uh, but Shia LaBeouf was awesome, and I'm a big fan of his. And I, I saw it because I want to see it because he's in it. And also, a little fun cameo is Diego from the Umbrella Academy is in it for a cup of coffee. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't have his long hair or his beard, so a lot of people, if you blink, you missed him. I saw that, um, so I'll give that one. I'll give that a three. Then I saw the rental. Have you heard about this? Which one's the rental? So it's um, Shield of Vond, uh, Jeremy Allen White, Allison Brie, and Dan Stevens. It's a it's a thriller set in an Airbnb. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw that previous one. Yeah, written and directed by Dave that. Franco. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It. So, this hits home a little bit more because you and I have uh, Airbnb multiple times in places <laughs> that we thought we could get killed in. Uh, most recently yeah. in, in Centralia. So we de- <laughs> we definitely like as me and Chelsea are watching it, we're like, oh man, this is every fear that we have going into <laughs> an Airbnb, and I think that's yeah. why it's out. It, it's there's a lot going on to it. Like it's a very a to Z movie, so there's no like dips, but there are some jump scares. There are some unpredictable moments where you're like, "Oh, I didn't really see that coming." So it sets itself up for like a whole universe, maybe like Paranormal Activity. Uh, but okay, I-, I liked it. It was out of the two, I liked it a little bit better than I liked the Tax select, uh, Collector. All right, and, and I heard I, I, had, I as far as tactic tax collector is concerned i didn't actually ever hear any good things about it i i, I um you know <laughs> what sucks i heard uh, people say a lot of effort for very little delivery so i don't know I, I might give it a chance uh shia labeouf is i don't know if i like him or not sometimes i i think he's just an artist sometimes i think he's a troll yeah so, i don't know yeah a lot of people are now saying that he should be wolverine Oh boy! But he wants to play Iceman. Oh boy, no! <laughs> Why? I don't know. Maybe give him a chance. I mean, he carried those first three Transformers movies. He did. He did put in uh, a, an extreme amount of work. So, and he's All been, right. you know, his his movies like I saw Honey Boy that was really good, and Peanut Butter yeah. Falcon was a gem. So he's he's well, on my my only thing about the Iceman is you're now making Iceman a man. You're making him. A guy, Shia LaBeouf doesn't look like he's in his 20s or his late teens or yeah. something like that. He's not even you're, Stevens. You're, yeah, you're giving him, yeah, really, or holes. Uh, 
you're making it so this movie takes place and the team is already existing. Yeah. Like he's a mentor. Now, if you put, yeah, which may be the case, but uh, even if, but if you made him a Wolverine, you know, I might get behind that a little bit. I don't know. Let's, I mean, we'll see. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll sure as hell see. Um, I saw two series. I saw Cursed and the Umbrella Academy. Uh, Umbrella Academy, I'll save for next well, week. I, I cause, saw Umbrella Academy, yep. And we'll talk a, a lot about that. But, um, yeah, I, I saw that, that deserves its own time. Yeah. Uh, and I saw Cursed, which was a – and I, you and I kind of talked about this, but it's kind of a reimagining of the King Arthur universe. So, like, the Green Knights in yeah. it and, you know, Lancelot and all this stuff. I really liked it. I didn't think I was going to get behind it at first, but the moment they introduced the Weeping Monk – is when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch the rest of this. So, uh, I liked Curse, so I, I recommend that. Uh, I also spent eleven and a half hours listening to the Sandman audiobook. Yeah, I uh, I downloaded it. I, I was actually going to listen to it uh, while I was camping, but I, I didn't have the time to. But I'm putting time aside so I can watch that. Yeah, it, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think that uh, if they're gonna continue the Sandman series that they're talking about making for netflix there's a lot of uh meat there for sure okay. just in that audiobook alone so uh I re- if you listen to audiobooks out there i recommend it it's it's more of a it's more of a audio play than a yeah because it got a it's got a cast a, a pretty amazing cast too yeah james mcavoy taron edgerton riz ahmed michael sheen andy circus and uh, yeah. James McAvoy, so it's got a it's got a really really good cast. So I would definitely recommend that. I actually just real quick over the last week, I think I've because part of my job I sit around and do nothing a lot. So I think I listened to yeah three books, three audiobooks. Jeez, yeah, I caught up a uh, Jim Butcher series, Dresden Files. The last book came out, which I was kind of I don't know. It's the first book I was ever disappointed by with with the Dresden Files, yeah, and then some other, you know, some other books that get, that get great reviews, but it's hard to tell what's going to be good and audible. Um, so, but the Dresden Files, I was a little bit let down by. Yeah, that stinks. So it's like Game yeah. of Thrones, watching, waiting through the whole series, and then the end is a burnout. Well, not it wasn't like that. It's just. They, it's it, it's they got a, a they got a system for the Dresden Files. He, they set a time period. He's got a short amount of time to get something done, and it's basically him going, getting all his pieces in a row, or getting all his ducks in a row, getting all his his people on his side, and then going out and doing the mission. Um, and then there's always a conclusion to the mission in the book. And then, like, it still leaves enough meat on the bone to go to the next book. It's it's always going to lead to something else. This, there was no conclusion to the mission. Oh. It was just, goes right to the next book. So you're literally in the middle of this book. It stopped. Or, it, like, in the middle of the highest point of tension, the, the biggest part of this book, where it should have been leading to the conclusion and then... It just stops, and it's the end of the book. And I was like, "What the hell just happened? I, I, is there another chapter?" And nope. It just that was it. That sucks. So, I mean, it's supposed to come out in another month or two. I don't know why he did it that way, but it does suck that 
he didn't just release it as a giant book and they spend one credit instead of him doing it and I spend two credits on it or you know for those that don't have audible thirty dollars on it so yeah that kind of sucks and it it, it kind of took me out of it it's the first time I ever had a complaint about his stuff so yeah I, I actually um I listened to um Sam on audible and I downloaded used the credit on curse too because I wanted to hear hear that to see if there was a difference between what we saw versus okay. what we got uh or what what it was written so and that's also a Frank Miller um drawn oh really graphic novel yeah so oh, yeah yeah you're okay so there's that and then the last thing and then we'll get into project power is i am currently on a rewatch of avatar the last airbender really yeah the series i decided <laughs> to dive back in never watched it it's it's pretty good um i was i was getting back into it because there was gonna be a live action so i didn't want to feel lost and then the creators of the the, the animated series who were doing the live action walked away from it at netflix so I was like, yeah. all right, well, they uh, they obviously saw the writing on the wall, and we were going to get another M Night Shyamalan uh, production, which I think <laughs> may- I think maybe me and you should re- actually review that too. But I figured let's give it a shot. Yeah. And uh, Chelsea so Chelsea's watching it with me too, so uh, I get questions and complaints all at once. So it's it's fantastic. That's a that's a, a how to make it better. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, or yeah, how let, did we get it right? yeah <laughs> that's another one so um let's go into project power and the first thing i want to say about this uh besides spoiler alert is i totally agree with what you said earlier that this movie kind of came out of nowhere yeah yeah i saw the i didn't tra- know anything about it i saw the trailer maybe in like the second to last week in july and that is the first time that i even heard about it um, and it's got a really good cast. Like we said, Jamie Foxx stars in it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also in it. Dominique Fishback, uh, who was also, she was in uh, The Hate You Give, that, um, like, Anthony Mackie was in it. Amanda Sternberg was in it. Okay. And then Rodrigo Santoro, who never looks like Rodrigo Santoro um, <laughs> in any other movie. Because, like, I picture him painted gold with multiple earrings on as Xerxes in 300. Yeah. And that's not what we got as uh, as Biggie. But I'll go over I'll go over the premise and then we'll get into it. Uh, so as per Netflix, the movie is described as when a pill that gives the its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenager or teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. So I feel like that premise gave the entire movie away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't hold anything well. Yeah, it definitely did. I, I and I, I did have some problems with the the kind of lack of fleshing out of the story. It 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 is my only real complaint is it, and it's not that that wasn't it. It is a concise like review, and it sh- seems like it shouldn't give away too much. But it's it's the movie's fault for not really having a lot going on well not having a great story going on i mean it does have a lot going on might say too much going on at some points but it just not really story wise yeah it just like when i when i watched it i started i'm like okay i can get behind it like the first scene it opens up pretty strong like they're at the even just the imagery i think that was the abandoned six flags in new orleans uh, yeah, that everybody... that's why I, I think I remember him saying that. Yeah. So, like, you, you meet Robin, who's played by Dominique Fishback, and 
she's like like at first i'm like okay she's like a runaway or she's a drifter or like whatever right but she's just hanging out in an abandoned theme park to to deal drugs and she gets robbed and out of nowhere joseph gordon levitz comes in on like a dirt bike and i'm like what what is happening like in new orleans are cops allowed to drive dirt bikes but then yeah you know i used to watch live pd and i i pointed out to chelsea that you know only in louisiana were the detectives wearing like different clothes like they wore hawaiian print and stuff like that and this whole movie (laughs) that takes place in what seems to be a week week's time maybe two days three days joseph gordon levitz is in the exact same saint's jersey the entire movie and i know it's not the same day <clears throat> it does look like he stole every car that he drove i think that's what we were being told i don't know i don't know what we were being told about him yeah it was very weird there wasn't um, i feel like this was a you know you want to you want to describe this movie as a a robin origin story and a art like redemption mm-hmm. story but you really besides the one flashback to like i guess the trial testing on art you really don't get much about him other than i'm i was in the marines here's a picture of me then they brought me in and and that's it and then like like some groggy visions that he has but like he's your lead star and you really like when they start saying his name like art was like an hour and 25 minutes into the movie and it was this weird thing of uh, like Art and Robin becoming substitute daughter slash father and for each other yeah. and, until they you know uh, that was weird. I, I, I yeah I that's what I'm saying. Like the threads are a lot of threads, and then there's like there's a lot of wacky characters, but it doesn't lead to anything. There's no yeah. Uh, um, what's his name? Story doesn't really lead to anywhere. Um, JB Foxes. No, well, um, Frank's story, Joseph yeah. Gordon Levitt's story. I, he doesn't go anywhere. We don't find anything really out about him. Um, the captain doesn't get fleshed out. The, you know, the the gang doesn't really get fleshed out. The 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 people that are making the drug we don't really learn anything about them yeah that they might be government agents they might be cia um a lot of introductions but uh, another none of it was like you know if they gave us if they finished a thread and they gave us like one super strong storyline and then let everything else fall by the wayside you'd be like all right well you know they're not that important to the story anyway. But your biggest story, I have it written right here, is like, why the hell? Why the hell they kidnap his daughter? Yeah. Like I, I don't know that story either. Like I, they say, they say she was like she was born with the, the, the power. Yeah, but they never explain how she gives the power to the pills. Yeah. Did they? No. Like so. The premise of the story, I thought, is good. Like, I think, like... The, oh, yeah, the, I love the premise. The, and... the concept of the drug and, and the story is great. But they give you this whole, like, it's all based off of animals. So the way that they're basing this drug is they're trying to replicate animal DNA. And uh, Tracy is Art's daughter who got kidnapped. 
she the yeah. only power that we see and we don't see this until the end and it's not really explained you're just supposed to kind of see the scene where she's been tested on and had all her like her like whatever plasma extracted uh not frank robin gets her and they're trying to break out of the the boat of course we're all we're at the end already but there's that scene <laughs> where she's in the the science wing of the boat and there's a dead plant and she stands by it and the plant starts to grow so like at that moment if you miss that you don't know what's going on you don't know her power until she heals art and and heals um yeah but doesn't art say something yeah it's true art does live doesn't he say what like somebody asked what powers and that's another thing is people always ask what powers you got like None, because it goes away in five yeah. minutes. Like, and why, it's a silly question. And based off of what they were saying, like you kind of know it's it's kind of like drugs. Like you know what you're getting from the dealer, but if you if a new guy comes on the street, you don't know what you're getting. And it, they even like Biggie talked about it with the the woman who was from the the company who was, they were like from the Colombians. And he, she was like, "Well, what if it's tainted?" And he's like, "Well, we don't know. Like one day you could be yeah. like I've seen." Uh, Robin and Frank both say I've seen people pass out or I've seen people OD on it, and like well, it's like MJ MJ uh, uh, what's his name MGK uh, Machine Gun Kelly, um, yeah, uh, he he had firepower but then he exploded so well he took four um, he took four of them, yeah true yeah he he turned into El Diablo from Suicide Squad yeah but like um, you you don't get like. Tracy's whole thing like she's the she's the center of the story like she's the the main she's the golden snitch in the Harry Potter universe right Mm -hmm. so they tell they say like they they did all this stuff to Jamie Foxx he was like one of the first trials of this drug power and I think they did it in Miami and he was the one where he was so dangerous that he went out there and he killed everybody and like multiple people died so he stopped taking it but then they found out that when he had Tracy or his wife had Tracy, she had the – I hope her name's Tracy. I keep calling this girl Tracy. It might be. I don't know. So when when they have the daughter, the, the yeah. daughter has the ability – like has powers already. She exhibited powers. So it, yeah. it's Generation, – Generationally, she has powers come from him. But And that's where Robin – goes and i get I, I look at chelsea i was like she just learned about this in class when she had that like flashback of her like freestyle dissing her teacher uh about fetal alcohol syndrome and how he was so heavily dosed and experimented on that the the power was still in jamie fox right. and it was absorbed into the mother's wound so like there was never any explanation on who the mother is there was no like there was really no fleshing out of the this daughter's characters so I was I was a little concerned when I'm watching. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna give me a lot of story and a lot of flashbacks. That's what I'm gonna get, and I really got none of that. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to have some exposition and a flashback here and there, um, and that's you know, that's what sucks about it is it looked great. Yeah, really cool lighting, really cool cinematography, really cool scenery. You know, you're in New Orleans. They do everything to the point to do that. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Dominique Fishback, all amazing. They really, like, they gave 110%. Yeah. Um, Tate Fletcher, who's in everything, yeah. shows up in this movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, Tate, you're in everything. You can't you can't say uh, anything bad about this movie except for the way it was written. Yeah. 
it's just uh, something weird about the way it was written. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I couldn't. It was a big thing for me, though. Yeah, I feel like the so the guy who wrote this um, is also co-writing the Batman with Matt Reeves. Yeah. So this kind of reminded me of Jupiter Ascending. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. So it was Oof. it yeah Rough. it was supposed to be a trilogy, but the studio came back and said, "No, you have to make this into one movie." So I feel like what we got was supposed to be right. maybe two movies and we, we they had to put it in the one because of time or because of COVID and they didn't know when, you know, maybe. Jamie Foxx is going to play Tyson and then he's going to be Spawn and Justin Gordon-Levitz is doing all his Amazon movies. So you never knew where you're going to get these guys. I think that this had legs for a possible second and third movie. This whole first part could have right. been Jamie Foxx's Al story or art storyline. And that's where he meets Robin. And then the second movie is Robin and Frank. And then the third movie... Yeah, it could have very, it could have very much slowed down a little bit and, and benefited from... Uh, you know, it, I mean, if we're doing this, end it on... They, they give us this... They have this info. There's no... There's no lead-up and there's no... Um, there's never any, like, tension from finding somebody or needing to... They need to find Jamie Foxx, so they find Jamie Foxx in the next season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, he's shown killing everybody or nonchalantly killing everybody. He's the bad guy. Um, one scene later, everybody likes Jamie Foxx. Yeah. They, like, there's all this tension being released. They, they don't build up. And I think in what you were saying, if they made this two movies, you end the first one with Jamie Foxx still being the bad guy. And then the next one is getting into his redemption and finding his daughter. And this is why I had to do what I had to do. And this is who I, why I am who I am. And that I think you would have had two better movies or even a short eight episode yeah. season one or something like that. Um, yeah, I think Project Powers would have been a, a much better series. Like this, this could have been eight it, hours. I mean, if, if, if we're fan, fan redoing it, yeah, I mean, uh, almost to a point of uh monster of the week type of or or flash type of uh bad guy of the week with you know new powers being introduced and yep. all this other stuff so yeah um, there's like the, there's a lot of legs to it because like as soon as they introduced the animal stuff i was like oh this is awesome like you should yeah. you should have like the first scene should have not like as much as i like that first scene the first scene should have been like a ted talk like a black market TED talk on how they're going to mm-hmm. revitalize this drug and how they're using octopus and cuttlefish and, you know, shrimp and stuff like that, armadillos. That scene was awesome. Like that whole underground speakeasy kind of drug den that they had, that was one of my favorite scenes because it really gives you the premise of the movie an hour and 10 minutes into it. And you're like, oh, okay, I get what's going on. And then. Well, see, I, I, I had a little bit of confusion about the time frame for that too, is they keep doing this radio broadcast over and news broadcast over top of the uh like over uh, narrating over top of the the movie and they made it seem like they didn't know anything about it like oh i seen a guy jumping off a roof or yeah i seen him do this they're you know and then it's like a conspiracy theory thing but then there is there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are in the know taking this drug, paying for this drug, and the police are in the know taking the drug. So I can't understand. I don't know. 
Is this a brand new drug or is it an old drug? Who's who knows about this drug? The way that the, you this radio broadcast and news broadcast make it sound is no, like there people in the streets don't know about it. But then, like, well, then who's your customer base? Yeah. Who's buying this drug? I don't, I don't understand any of that. I feel like it was, it's so Biggie comes in. I feel like this was took take place in like two weeks. So Biggie came in the first scene. We see Rodrigo Santoro giving the talk to all the drug dealers, and they flood the market. Right. So. It's just like a, a cartel coming in with heroin and saying, okay, you were dealing meth. Now you're dealing our heroin. F- give your dealers the same stuff or give your dealers our stuff and they'll go out to their clientele. So it's just kind of a trickle-down effect. So you you got the drug dealers who already have a like a black book full of, of, of clients and that's how the mm-hmm. drug spread. So I think like they said, the, the company was moving from city to city. So Jamie Foxx tracked them in Miami. Yeah, I heard, I remember that part. Yeah, so they're doing trials. Yeah. So they're in New Orleans for two weeks to a month and that's it. So what we're hearing at narration is you're hearing people like, I don't know what I'm seeing. I might be tripping. I don't know what's happening. So you're hearing everybody kind of gauging it while the people who are the drug deal the the drug addicts are the ones who are experiencing it and usually in times okay. like in in cities like New Orleans and and Miami and other uh, big cities the the active drug users in the cities are kind of forgotten uh, they're kind of pushed out there it's usually the homeless population uh, and you never have cops like you, you never see cops in movies that are actively trying the new stuff to kind of even the field right. and I thought that that made it cool because Joseph Gordon Levitt knew about it he didn't seem like he was that clean of a cop because he's stealing cars and motorcycles and everything like that <laughs> but he was willing to risk his safety and everybody else's safety to try and even the playing field and stop it it's kind of like what we're you know if if uh, Billy Butcher from the boys was able to get superpowers would he get superpowers to even the playing field against right. Homelander yeah so I I think that Yes, that's confusing, but I think you have to you have to pay attention at first five minutes when they're uh, when you meet Rodrigo Santoro and MGK's Newt, and he's like, "This is <laughs> this is what's going on," because you know, what by the time we get to that really good scene when they're in the Speakeasy Club, it seems like their time is up. They've got a buyer; they're going to take it globally. And the four, mm-hmm. the fourteen day, thirty day trial in New Orleans is up because the heat was on them, and that's why they were trying to travel out into different cities. Okay. But overall, I mean, I would have liked this as a series. I'm not really mad at the movie. I think the movie really it kind of led me to think of like if you listen to the Active Geek episode I did on Warrior Nun, it it had a lot of loose ends and a lot of storylines, and I was worried that they weren't going to tie them up. And the moment right. when they got to so Jamie Foxx gets captured by Frank, and they're in the car, and the tra- they're stuck at the train station or train tracks, and you see the the company truck come across the train, the opposite side of the train tracks, and Jamie Foxx is saying, "Listen, this is what's going to happen. Your captain's going to text you not to take me there, take him to him offsite, and I guarantee you that truck that tied up every storyline because now you know the captain's in the." And uh, he's be- right. he's bought. He's been in the pocket. And you know what else? What everything else is doing. And then when they swarm the truck, and boom, Jamie Fox is left. You're like, okay, now there's a plan. That if that would have come a little earlier, I think that would have changed my score dramatically to this movie. Yeah. But what I yeah what I will say is like it does a good job of I'm there's um, a whole new. Uh, 
like dark, uh, angry superhero uh, genre out there. It's not you know not the it's the flip flip of the coin or the flip side of you know the bright you know everybody's happy and whatever um, of Marvel and stuff like that. There's these there's this there's that what's that other movie called with uh, bright yeah with uh, Will with Smith the, the and Dark Superman. No, that Brightburn. Brightburn, yeah. Um, so this is a decent example of that um, darker side of the superpowers. The um, superpowers don't make you a nice person. You could be an asshole for superpowers, basically. Or, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So I, I think this is a decent example of that. And I think it's a genre that's gaining some traction because while you know the big two mostly marvel puts out kind of that even though they have villains or you know it's more about the superheroes i it, it, there is a a large amount of stories being told or out there you know and a lot of them are in you know dark horse and and image and stuff like that that are kind of sort of the darker st- superhero tale so it's good to see that this made it's it's another one of these. I kind of like that. So yeah, yeah, me too. Um, speaking of bright, I think it's a good kind of um, comparison to bright, the, the Will Smith movie, because that that tried to be like D and D crossed with gritty cop drama, uh, you know, like Training Day. Yeah, I think this is a better example of something slash cop drama and this is in this case superhero slash cop, cop drama i think this is better at being something cop drama than bright was yeah um so. i'll tell you um about this like i'm when i left this when i left watching this movie i was pleased i i, I wasn't like this is a crap movie at all i actually i actually like this movie a lot despite my my review um yeah I think where the movie, besides like where the movie turned with the animals, and that that got me. But that last scene where I, I can't even say the last scene, but when Jamie Foxx is in the chair and he lures the the garden, he's like, "You want me to tell you about um, you know animals?" Yeah, like who? Tate. Yeah, he he Whatever. he says like the the shrimp, right? He <laughs> he tells you that like in exposition that this is the power he was given without getting the power. You know what I mean? So you're like, you're yeah. hearing that and you're like, okay, maybe that'll come back. And, you, you know, if you're watching that scene that I go, keep going back to in the club, they talk, they talk about the Wolverine frog where he breaks his bones as weapons. And we see the guy at the end fighting Jamie Foxx and he breaks his bones as weapons. And I thought that that was cool. Right. That whole boat scene raises my score. Like that makes up for the exposition in the beginning and the, the cloudiness because I think that boat scene, if this is it, was a very good tie-up to everything. That the right. the fight scene, like showing how Jamie Fox can, obviously he used his training, his like his military training to his advantage. But then he had like he had the power, like in his pocket to to use at the end as a last resort. And once he did that, it all tied back to that that scene when he's in the chair, and it was like okay, yeah. he did get the power of the shrimp, and you know he's disintegrating water, he's throwing fire and. I thought that that was really cool. I thought that that was uh, that was a great part of the um, of the movie. So I think that that seeing that, I was like, all right, if this is the end of this universe, I like it. Right, and uh, yeah, I, I uh, it didn't get a 
a glowing review, but it's you know story threads were left open. But it was it, there's not like I said, you can watch the movie and it's really it's fun to watch. It looks really really good. Yeah, um, yeah it was shot. It was shot really the well. Only, yeah, the only CGI one I, moment I didn't like or I thought was kind of weird was the the guy that took the pill the um and turned into like the blob. Oh, Biggie. The yeah, Biggie yep. turned into like a clay face looking thing. Yeah, that was bad. But other than that, I mean, it, it, it's still. I mean. When a, a MGK takes the pills and he catches fire, that's actually all the action scenes look good yeah. and all the other CGI looks good. Just one thing. So um, yeah, I it's just you know bad writing or or you know the pressures of maybe releasing a movie fast. I yeah. don't know, but rushed writing. Other than that, yeah, yeah, you can't really. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's it's not a. A super great movie, but it's not a bad movie by any means. Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna try. I would, I would say, say rushed writing over bad writing because I think there yeah. that there are really good scenes that you know make this movie a much better movie than a lot of people are gonna give it credit for. And you, but you, this is one where like if you blink, you miss something really important because the details are are very subtle. Um, it brings me to a couple questions actually. Uh, the first question I have: Should Joseph Gordon-Levitt play in a superhero movie in a universe? Uh well I mean, no he's in the Nolan versus Robin yeah but post um, yeah post Robin yeah but I don't want him I think he needs to play a straight man like okay. and I mean he doesn't need to wear a suit okay you know suit and cow he needs to he's not a superhero type I think he's would be uh, James Gordon he if it weren't Jeffrey Wright. Uh, yeah, James Gordon, or um, a Shield agent, or you know, uh, something where he doesn't get dressed up. He's not a bigger guy. He's fit, but he's not like a superhero in shape. And maybe he gets that way, but I don't think he needs to. I think he can act in in a way that like. Like this movie, he was very serious, very like, um, you know, a flag bearer for law and order. Yeah. Um, even though he's breaking some laws, but, um, so I, I think he could do that in another movie. But I'm not sure. I don't have a name. Okay. Uh, but I think that's a type of character is the straight man, the um, the Coulson of something new. You know, maybe. Okay. Um. So I thought that's where I'm at with with, with JGL uh, because his name's super long. I'm gonna acronym it. Uh, <laughs> the scene that stuck out for me in this with him was the scene when he breaks into the mom's house, and okay. like he he <laughs> like I thought that was great acting. It, it looked like he yeah. kind of ad libbed the whole thing, but it was it was awesome. I thought the dialogue is very underrated in this because it it didn't seem like anything was forced that any actor or actress said. It it really it flowed yeah. and it sounded like a conversation. But in regard, yeah, and it wasn't. The, the bits that were funny, just to go along with that for a second, there are bits that are funny. It's not, like, comedic. It's not a written joke slash punchline. It's, it, there's nothing like that. It's, um, it would be like how you would have a conversation. Hits and misses. You know, not everything yep. is funny. Not, you know, and it, it kind of has that feel to it. Like a very natural flow to the conversation yeah. sometimes. Um, but in terms of the superhero, there was a time 
And I say a time meaning two years ago where Joseph Gordon-Levitt was set to uh, direct and star in Sandman. Okay. And because like he was passionate about that project and then as DC went DC, there you go. Um, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to put a name on a superhero, Mr. Miracle. Mm, Scott Free. He could do Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Because he has that, he has that ability to go <clears throat> and become extra. And I think yeah, with yeah. Scott Free and Mr. Miracle, you have to be extra because he's the best at something and he's, you know, he's the magician and he's, he's this and that, like yeah. he has to be the best in the room. So I think that that, if we're going to suit him up, I think that would be the best spot. Yeah, scot free. I mean, he does wear the, the the suit, but the suit is kind of. Um, I mean, for him, it's a tactical type of suit, and you know, then when he went and, you know, becomes the magician and all that. Um, yeah, it's never about like, showing off your powers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just him getting away from something. So yeah, he's the superhero. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, one. he's the superhero who doesn't want to be a superhero or a god. Yeah, you know I mean, he's the he's yeah. the anti cape yeah, superhero who happens to wear a suit. Uh, my next question. I don't know where you stand on Jamie Foxx, but are you content? I got him. I got it's on my notes. Fan casting Jamie Foxx. All right. Well, fan casting. I did have. Okay, so, so are you a fan of Jamie Foxx leading the Spawn universe? <clears throat> oh, really? Um, I had him going a different way. I don't. I yeah. I don't mind the Spawn universe because he is cast as Spawn. Uh, yeah. In the movie that they've been talking about since like 2012. So, you know, that's like the Crow remake. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. But who'd you have him fan cast it as? Um, he's, what? what is he? He's a, for, in maybe in his 40s or 50s, right? Yeah. He might be 50. But he looks great, in great shape. He has a long career ahead of him. I was thinking at some point, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson has to go away. And I think they follow storyline and bring in Nick Fury Jr. Okay. And I think Jamie Foxx, goatee, shaved head. Eye patch. Eye patch. Maybe not even yeah. an eye patch. Cause, and then he comes in. And, I mean, it's an established character. Uh, I can't remember his real name, but, I mean... I think he just slips right in there, okay, and becomes uh, Nick Fury Jr. and leads Shield, the next generation of Shield, and they develop the story. The story's out there; they'll figure it out. You know, where's he been? What's he been up to? Um, or you know, some timey wimey stuff happens, and he now has a son somewhere, okay. or whatever. I could see, I could see him playing Luke Cage. I could too. It's I I. I just like Michael Coulter in it, and I, I think I just want Luke Cage to be big. So. Have you seen what he looks like for Tyson, though? Yeah, he, he's true. enormous right now. So, and yeah. he was actually pretty big in this. I was like, okay, he's this. Yeah, this yeah. was shot when he's training for Tyson. But um, I, I think if they do, if they ever bring Power Man to the to the big screen, they're going to look for a big. Yeah, name. he's the, he's the big screen actor that could pull that should be able to pull yeah. it off. Or and if they're not going to go with Terry so. Crews. Um, I think it's uh, it's got to be Jamie Foxx. I think he's he's or Michael Jai White. Yeah. Either Spawn, uh, I'm going to be happy with. All right, so uh, bringing it back to uh, Project Power, I almost called it Princess Power, uh, but bringing it back to Project Power, do you think there's room for a sequel, um, or do you want a sequel? 
I mean, they're on the run, basically, right yeah. now, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you can get more into the company mm-hmm. and, and the government. And, you know, there's always a chance that, you know, we're on the tail end of the research. That's what we're seeing. But they actually got it right yeah. somewhere. Like or and you know has heard powers develop someone on the opposite side who could just look at you and kill you is developing so I yeah I mean I guess there is room for it um, I would like them to slow down maybe and do a better job of writing it yep. and, um, now I don't think it needs to tie up all the loose ends in this movie I think it needs to ignore the loose ends. And really focus on like a singular story in the next. Yeah, one. I, I think I, I have a fix for it. I was I thought of this question while we were recording, and I thought of this entire thing I'm about to tell you in the last five minutes. So bear with me. I think the next story is Joseph Gordon-Levitt leaving the NOPD to track down mm-hmm. the leader or the head of that organization, and he brings Robin with him. I think Robin, okay. like maybe it's like. Robin's a rapper now, right? So maybe Robin goes on tour and Frank She's funding and like Frank is the bodyguard, but he like they're secretly investigating this company. Right? Yeah. That's that's like my Disney version. The true version is Frank goes investigating, he tries to cut the head off the snake, right? The head of the snake is still in New Orleans and is played by Nicolas Cage. Oh jeez. Mr. New Orleans, uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, what, what's it, what's it called? Uh, like port of authority or something like that. <laughs> yeah, port. <of>, sorry. <laughs> um. Well, any move with Nick Cage, it's, it's got to be better, yeah. right? It's gonna... and you don't even you don't even need Jamie Fox. You don't need them. They're that's their whole move. Like, if the sequel <laughs> relies on Jamie Fox, you don't get a sequel because I think he's going to be a busy man in the coming years. If it, if yeah. the if the sequel is relying on Joseph Gordon Levitt and Nicolas Cage. You've got a movie, and it's definitely a Netflix movie. Um, you just let him. One last. You let him be Nicolas Cage, like this extravagant, you know, billionaire who's right. funding a. You do, you do, you do a a a buddy cop movie, or whatever, a buddy movie, not buddy, but where Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Nicolas Cage have the same scenes. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt tries to win an Oscar while Nicolas Cage goes crazy. He tries to win a Razzie. <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage is the bad guy. Um, what? Who would you... It would do a little bit more fan casting is my second question. Uh, Dominique Fishback, what would you Ooh. Uh, fan cast her as? Uh, I thought she was a lot younger. She's actually 29 years yeah, old. She's a grown woman. So I, th- yeah. I think... Grown-ass woman. Oh, I don't know. Um, do you? I had somebody right. that came right to Let mind. Let me see what you got. Fast. I pick three. There's time periods matter. Uh, Ironheart. Okay. Like I think she would be. She looks young in this. Yeah. But yeah, she. I mean, she's and, playing you know, a sixteen-year-old girl. Ironheart with the big afro. Yeah. Storm and not doesn't have to be that young. Could be early twenty. Yeah. Storm. Um. I think she that wasn't my my best one, but I think one that might fit a little better if if we ever get the storyline in the movie is Shard Bishop's uh, sister, his little sister. I do like that one. I do like that. I don't one. know if we'll ever get Bishop in a story, but 
you know, that could, it leads to a million different things. Bishop could eventually, you know, be the most important character, but yeah, I think she, and she would always be around. He carries around the hologram and stuff like that. So, hmm. Uh, now I'm now I'm stumped. Um, I you know Storm would be great, but I don't think that she's going to be Storm. I do like the Riri no. Williams because she can play young. She's not statuesque enough. She's not like Storm is this you know tall African goddess yes. literally, and she she does look too young to play Storm. I, I and I it's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, with that. I would I would go Riri Williams out of those three. Ironheart probably yeah. probably would be the best. And I know as soon as I end this, I'm going to think of one. So I'll put it on our. You know, at first, like I was thinking, a grown up photon. I was too, actually. but they've already casted her at, in um, yeah. in Wandavision, so that's always a tough one. I mean, you could take a you know she could be a bad a bad character like a villain in a universe. Uh, she could be another Star Jammer. You know, you you never know where. Well, yeah, I was thinking uh, she could be another Star Jammer. She could be. Um, she could wind up being in. Um, I was thinking Vixen, but Vixen has the same thing as Storm. It's got to be, I think, a little bit, you know, uh, a sexier role, I think, in DC. Um, I was thinking maybe another uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a good Something one. Something like that, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to, I'm going to do some research. I'll be back. I'll circle back next week with that one. Last question, and then we'll get out of here and we'll give our rankings. If this weren't turned into a sequel and turned into a comic, would you read it? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely would. I, I, I've always uh, the the I, I like the given superpowers. Um, yeah, I'm always a fan of that. This was reminiscent of you remember the series uh, Marvel Powers. So yeah, yeah. It, it's very reminiscent of that series. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I, I mean. I don't think it's a Marvel property. I think this is definitely like it would, you know, Image, yep. IDW, something like that. I, I you know, um, yeah, it's got to be a little bit darker and it's got to have a little bit more freedom to do. To, to, this had a rated R, but I don't think it earned it in some spots. Like there was only a few like really rated R yeah. scenes. It, it's all, it's um, all, I, you know what I think it got? It got one uh, F word too many. And secondly, okay. when Jamie Foxx is in the, the bar and he kills the man by shoving his, his uh, face into the ice luge, in the ice. I, I thought yeah. because I think it came out the other side. And once it comes out the other side, you have to okay. rate it R. Yeah, because um, it's not like gratuitous. No. So I don't know. I think the comic book, if they ever were, if it, it ever did happen, I think they go darker yeah. than this Absolutely. In, in the comic Absolutely. book. And, and um, you know, really show it off. So. Yeah, I mean, I would read it. I would, you know, I would read it just to give it a chance and see, like, have a... It would be one of those few times besides, like, Star Wars where, where something goes from theater, big screen, down to comic yeah. book. It's, you know, not necessarily down, but... Um, and uh, see how they pull it off. Yeah, so what do you give it? I'm going to say 3.25. Okay. Uh um I'm right. Very watchable. Yeah, movie. I'm right around. I went three point seven five, um, but I uh, I think yeah, like you said it best. A very watchable movie. It's a it's a fun movie to kind of just escape to and watch it and you know, yeah. but pay attention. Like this isn't a sit on your cell phone and listen to it in the background. Uh, there are parts that if you blink, you're gonna miss it. So, 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah. A consensus, if we round it up, is a three point five for both of us. So we we'll meet in the middle. And I think that's yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a very uh, very fun movie. So go watch it. Project Power on, on Netflix, and uh, really really interesting concept that um, it's not out there a lot. Yeah. The 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 gaining of powers through you know science. I'll, so. I'll tell you. Or, well, through this particular sign. I'll tell you, I, I've had dreams before that I've re- responded to a Craigslist ad to get superpowers. So this is <laughs> this is very something like this is something in my wheelhouse that if I wrote a movie, it would be very similar to that. And it it also has that kind of Captain America super serum vibes where but right. it's only like there are a lot of tropes. There's the super serum vibe, but there's also our man involved in it, too, where, you know, you get it for five minutes. So there's a time limit. So I like it. Right, the time limit. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, but next week, we're going to be back with another Netflix property. It's Netflix Month uh, because we are going to talk uh, Umbrella Academy Season 2. So if you haven't watched it, make sure you watch it. If you don't care about watching it, we'll be back next week with that. So support the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Galaxy Wars Podcast. Support Active Geek every Wednesday. Uh, this week and next week, we're doing a two-part State of DC Comics because right. there's a lot going on mm-hmm. there. Um, and also it kind of doubles as a Doom Patrol and Stargirl uh, review. But support us on Wednesdays. Uh, like I said, we have some big things coming up. We're not going to allude to it, but we have huge things coming up in the near future. So just be on the lookout for that. Yep. But that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Umbrella Academy. Here's $20. Buy yourself something nice.